This is now my like third take. I swear, every time I start, a new siren, like a, a new issue going on in Austin, Texas, starts just ringing off. Take three, guys. Lucky number three. Okay, welcome to the weekly Sick Palette Podcast. I'm your host, Deepa Shreeder. Um, This is going to be not quite a wine review. It's a wine anticipation uh, episode. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. So how about that monkey pox, huh? <laughs> when will we be free? Well, we were never free. But that is for my upcoming conspiracy podcast that is also going to be a subsection on Sick Palette. Just kidding. A lot of subsections on the Sick Palette substack. Um, it's a friendly reminder that this weekly podcast, it does show up on your substack. It also shows up in, hopefully, your Spotify feed. Uh, but you can also make it show up in your Spotify feed by subscribing to it. Uh, let's get started. Okay, so full discretion. Uh, I like to do this once or twice a year, depending on how the year is going. But once or twice a year, I take a month and I I just go ahead and and, and cut out alcohol. And, you know eat a bunch of salads and feel like I'm better than everybody. I'm having one of those months. Okay. Um, and so these past wine review podcasts, those are actually wine reviews of, um, bottles that I already tasted, taken notes on, made sure I remembered everything about it. Um, and those, those bottles were, were tasted a few weeks ago. So I thought this might be a good opportunity to talk about bottles that I am looking forward to, labels that I haven't tried yet, and, and just sort of taking, taking some stock of some stuff that I want to cover on this podcast and um, what June looks like. By the way, June, we're back to the wine tastings, baby. That's going to be real time. We taste, we taste the bottle, we review the bottle. <laughs> I hope most of you guys are, are getting over the deep shock of knowing that perhaps I am sometimes reviewing bottles that I have not had just the night before. It's just as real, baby, okay? Don't leave me. You know, we're, we're all trying our best here. Also... I am just one woman. Do you know how insane it would be for me to try and drink a whole bottle of wine like every two or every three days in order to keep up with the schedule? That'd be, that'd be tough stuff, okay? If I was in my 20s, that's, that's just a day. That's just a day. We, we all remember being in our 20s, right? But we're not. We have obligations now. We cannot do that stuff. <laughs> so, you know, a little movie magic from me to you. Revealed. Lost. No more magic. Life comes at you fast. Uh, let's talk about these bottles. So I want to first go over um, 
a couple bottles that I have heard about from either the winemakers themselves or Instagram posts, but things that I am really excited to be uh, uh, essentially trying once they hit the shelves. And um, also maybe some stuff that you guys can kind of keep keep kind of a lookout on. And also, please, if you guys are like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm really really amazed by this winery. You haven't covered this. Let me know. This is a great time to let me know in the comments, either on the Substack or you can email me sickpalletofficial at gmail.com um, or DM the Instagram. But if, if there are wine companies, wine bottles, I also know that there are wine companies that subscribe to this uh, podcast. Uh, I know there's a couple of cider companies. Hey, let me know. Let me know what's good, right? I know there's also um, some fruit wine companies. Um, so if if any of you guys are like, listen, we've got something special coming out, let me know because I am really interested um, to try to expand expand my my own sick palate. Did you see what I did there? That's called branding. That's a little game for me to you. <laughs> I don't know why I'm acting as if I'm like a terrible life coach right now. That's just the mood I'm in. Um, first one up. So Field Recordings, which is a wine company that I think we we frequently review. Um, I review a lot of Field Recordings because, um, number one, I don't think I've ever had anything, anything... Uh, not only bad, but anything that was anything less than like incredibly good from Field Recordings Wine. I feel like uh, the winemaker, Andrew Jones, I want to say. Let's let's see if I'm correct. Woo, Andrew Jones, look at that. Um, he's really good about being super prolific. I feel like for a small batch winery, um, they are just constantly coming out with new stuff and I peeped on the Instagram a few weeks ago that there is going to be a bottle coming out called clouds um and it looks like it's going to be either sort of it looks it looks almost like maybe skin contact or um white wine-esque uh it's a co-fermented with grapes and peaches um, I'm going to assume it's going to have a little bit of a low ABV, but this is something that I'm very excited about. With its name, with its profile, I want to say, and because it's been announced on Instagram, I feel like we're, we're going to get this maybe in the heat of summer. This is my guess. This is just me trying to assume things here, but... Um, I feel like this is supposed to be like a, a real summer wine and, um, Field Recordings already makes one of my favorite summer wines, which is Salad Days, also has been covered by this podcast. Um, so I'm really, really, really excited about this, this grape peach wine, also great name, Clouds. So if you guys, 
find that on your local wine shop shelf. Take a picture of it. Send it to me. Be like, hey, it's here. Let's go for it. Um, so that is coming out. Another one that has been confirmed to come out and something that I, I have Mary been heavily Hera. anticipating. It's coming. Um, this is uh, a wine that is coming out by Wonderwork uh, out from L.A. Uh, on Instagram. One of the winemakers has confirmed it's coming this fall, um, which I feel like is a, is appropriate. You know, you got your summer tomatoes. You've, in, if you are me, you have fermented quite a few in abundance. And, and now you just got enough. You got enough to make sauce for the winter, right? Marinara, baby. That's when we like to do our South Indian Italian supper clubs. Marinara. I want bottles of marinara. At the monthly supper club. Um, and Wonderwork is always coming out with some exciting stuff. So um, definitely look out for that. Uh, and I hope I hope you guys have tried the Free Your Mind Light. Um, in the next coming weeks, we'll, we'll, we'll probably be covering a couple more of um, a couple more bottles from their latest release as well. So definitely look out for that. Did I say look out like one million times? I feel like I've said the phrase look out far too many times, but we're too deep in it. I'm not, I'm not re-editing. That's called growth, guys. <laughs> this Mercury retrograde has made me grow in so many different ways. You know? Uh, oh, oh, update. So... Uh, the, the calf strain or tear or whatever it is, it's, it's on the mend. Um, thank you for the couple emails I got where people were asking. I'm good. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Appreciate you guys. Uh, then my car broke down and, uh, you know, <laughs> it's at the shop. We'll, we'll be back. But it's just a it's just a nice reminder to to not make fun of Mercury retrograde. Okay? Don't do it. This shit will fuck you up. It will find you when you're all alone, when you're not with your friends, and it'll let you know who that person is. And that person is Mer- Mercury retrograde. So um don't be flippant with the stars. Even if you don't believe, why, why would you chance it? If you want to be pragmatic about it, be like, this, this isn't something in my wheelhouse. I'm not, I'm not dealing with this. Don't chance it then. What do you got to lose? You know what I mean? Just, just take it easy. Um, <laughs> what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. Marinara coming out this fall. We'll, we'll keep a lookout for it. Collectively, we as a community... As a sick palate listeners, as a sick palate emailers, as a sick palate feedback givers, we will be looking out for Marinara. Um, and now I want to talk about two wine companies um, that I'm really excited about, um, which will then get us into, into something I'm also very excited to start delving into. You like how I give you a little outline, let you know where, where we're going with this? 
Um, first company that, and I have not tried anything from them, but um, I was I was made aware of the first company about a week ago. My friend sent me check check them out. I think it's Zaffa Wines. Uh, Zaffa Wines is a hold on. I have all that information. Um, first thing I love is. On their website, it just says just fermented juice. I like that energy. It's just sort of like, you know, don't worry about it. We're cool. Um, They are um, a winery that is just as much about creating some delicious, um, seems like natural sparkling wine. Um, And they are also all about sustainability which is really fucking cool. Uh, located, hold on, had all this information, then I decided not to have any information in front of me. It's just something I'm really cool. Da, 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 da. Oh, they are also very into fruit wines. This is me vamping. I didn't even talk about the weather. I was like, don't worry about it. I can vamp without the weather. Ha. Look at me struggling here. Oh, also it's a woman-owned winery, Krista Scruggs, who um, she's also canning a lot of her um, carbonated fruit wine, um, which I think kind of goes along with her sustainability stuff. So glad I Hold took, on, the y'all. T- like, took the time right now to reconfigure where they're from. They are, the, another reason why I'm very interested in them is because they're located in Vermont, um, which I think is such a, such a difference. And I feel like, especially this summer, I've been focused on a lot of California wines. We love them. We'll continue to buy. We'll continue to support California wines, but, um, and some Texas wines, of course, always. Um, but Zaffa Wines is uh, in Vermont, and uh, we, it says we farm and we ferment fruit. So this is also um, not just into grapes, but, but doing a little bit of fruit wine, which I mean is, is a thing that I feel like is not, not I don't like saying the word trend, but uh, every, everybody's kind of delving a little bit into fruit wine, which I think is exciting. Do you remember back in the day, at least for me, whenever I'd think about fruit wine, you'd always just like think about somebody who was like deeply, deeply, deeply crunchy. Um, and is just like, <laughs> I don't vaccinate my kids. I make my own granola. Uh, I made, I made wine from, <laughs> from my farmer's market pick. And you're just like, ah, I'm all good. I don't need your fruit wine. And now I feel like it's in a space where uh, you can take what's good, good out of that stereotype and make something really awesome without it having to be like, well, you should still vaccinate your kids. You know what I mean? Listen, I don't have kids. I don't know why I'm telling you to vaccinate them or not vaccinate them, but I, uh, I hope you do. Anyways, that's what I feel about fruit wine. Um, I'm glad we're in a space where um, it's a lot of amazing talented uh, winemakers that are kind of delving into it. Um, 
but yeah, Zaffa Wines. It's in Vermont. Uh, looks like they're doing a lot of canned stuff. Um, I looked at their shop right now, and it looks like... I need to figure out where I can get some of this. Ooh, they do have some beautiful bottles, too. Okay. Every uh, Everything is... View tech sheet. Okay. Everything is sold out. Sold out. Okay. All right, Zaffa. I'll catch you. I'll catch you soon, I guess, on the next release. But Zaffa Wines, y'all. Uh, we're going to get into it. Um, another uh, winery that I'm really excited about trying is Fruit Blood. Also, love the name. Uh, Fruit Blood is out from uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Also, love, love, love uh, finding, finding these um, incredible small batch places that aren't just located in uh, quote-unquote wine country, you know, uh, or just, or just essentially, you know, along the West Coast and Oregon. It's, it's really cool to see what people are doing across the country. Um, and, um, really, really excited. I love the packaging. I've been seeing it fruit blood. Um, just, just looks like some really inventive stuff. Um, the branding is incredible. Uh, they have wine <laughs> bottles named Love by Mercury and Retrograde. Maybe that's what I should have been drinking if I was going to be drinking this Mercury Retrograde. Mercury in Retrograde. All right. Feral Cat. I can relate. I feel like Sleep Talker. Wow. Okay. This might just be my whole profile. Okay. Got it. Love Bite, Mercury in Retrograde. Let's just look up Mercury in Retrograde and see what we got here from Fruit Blood. Miss me with that cosmic chaos. <laughs> okay, like it. Um, it's a uh, red blend made out of boysenberries. Um, two different kinds of uh, grapes. Uh, Cabernet uh, Sauvignon and uh, Barbara um, boysenberries. I don't even know if I'm, I feel like boysenberry is one of those like Yankee berries that I have no idea about. You know what I mean? You know, how, like even for a while until it started to really hit in Texas, people would talk about ramps like chefs would talk about ramps all the fucking time, by the way, in the 2010s could not stop talking about ramps. And I'd be like, I don't, I, I've never had a ramp. I, I, I can't, I can't figure out what, what, why are we going so crazy for ramps? I've had ramps since then. Delicious. I've cooked with ramps. Love it. Had a great time. But I feel like boysenberry is one of those, that, that Yankee produce that I have no idea about, you know, <laughs> just sort of, uh, what's another one? Oh, fiddle, fiddle fronds. Did I just make that up? Fiddleheads. Fiddleheads. Is it fiddleheads? Fiddle leaf? Fiddle. It's fiddlehead. Yeah. It's, they, they look like, um, they're, they look like they're out of like a video game. They're like swirled up greens. Just look up. It's, a. Uh, it's the frond of a young fern. I know it sounds like I'm saying nonsense, but that is what a lot of Yankee produce 
sounds like. It's just sort of like fairy tale stuff. You know, they'll be like, oh, I cooked up some ramps uh, and then confied some fiddleheads, uh, fron, fron, fron. And I made this beautiful plate of, of frondapolis. And you're like, oh, thank you so much. They're like, this tastes of the coast. Uh, this, this reminds us of the, the beautiful um, <laughs> main air that has helped made these <laughs> cool, lush greens. I don't know anything about that life. Boysenberry, however, going to try it. I'm excited about trying Mercury and Retrograde fruit blood. I want you to know fruit blood. I'm very excited about trying any kind of Yankee wine. <laughs> I really am. Um, and so I'm, I'm really, really excited. I'm just so excited to see um, just some really amazing inventive stuff. Um, and that is something that I think is going to be really, really exciting uh, moving forward in this second half of 22, 23. Fruit wines, let's talk about it. Um, fruit wine essentially kind of sort of then opens up who gets to make wine, right? And that is always um, an exciting idea that... Just because you do not have access to a vineyard in California, you know, you don't have uh, the money or the infrastructure um, to be able to buy in bulk from, from people out in West Texas or however you're sourcing your grapes, um, you will still be able to get into this wine game, a, a game that was for so long. Um, only something that was not only available to the rich to not only purchase, but only available for the rich to be able to profit from. Um, and because fruit wines, at least from what I've seen, they've got typically a lower ABV. And I, I do feel like this is kind of just the next iteration of natural wine and why natural wine kind of sort of, you know, just just kind of went wild because when you're talking about being able to sell product that doesn't have to, you know, ferment in barrels for years to come, that means you can be somebody that doesn't maybe come from a dearth of generational wealth, right? Now you're able to make a product, um, make a product that can be served at a fine dining restaurant, uh, make a product that can be served and and look to be in that fashion of like, okay, serious food only gets served with quote unquote serious wine. To be able to gain access to those communities that that have been, um, frankly, very uh, Eurocentric and white for the longest time. This is this is how we're able to get new flavor profiles. So. You know, I might be making fun of, of Yankee berries and boysenberries and, and fiddleheads and whatever, but now I'm going to be able to try that uh, product. It's going to expand my palate. That isn't something I've ever had. Um, and who knows, maybe, maybe this fruit wine is going to pair really well with one of my favorite flavors, tamarind. Y'all know I'm going to bring tamarind up at some point on this podcast. Um, 
So this, this I think is going to be really, really interesting in the next couple of years to see um, who, who kind of uh, not only takes advantage of this, this growing um, space of fruit wine, but also uh, where we're going to get a lot of incredible bottles in the next couple of years. I'm really excited to see like somewhere in Nebraska, somebody living their best life, thriving and making something incredible that, that no one has tasted before because where we now live in a space where um, drinking great wine does not mean that you have to have certain access to certain coasts. It's, it's a new day, y'all. And listen, right now, <laughs> with the news, with my, uh, this is why I don't participate in Twitter. You know, I like to scroll Twitter and then just sort of like hide under the covers um, and hope to God that I've, I've successfully deleted every tweet I've ever tweeted in my entire life. Um, the news is just... Honestly, <laughs> I I don't know I don't know what to do. You just look at the news and you're just like, so should should we all just call it a day? Like what what is this? And for me, fruit wine, fruit wine, the prospect of fruit wine, the prospect of seeing in the next couple of years, um, what the wine space looks like. That to me, that makes me be like, okay, let's brush our teeth. Let's get the day going. Let's do it. There's good stuff coming. There's stuff happening. Um, but yeah, you guys um, follow and look up Safa Wines, Fruit Blood. And um, yeah, let's, let's, let's support these incredible uh, companies and, and let's, see, let's see what they got. I'm sure it's going to be something great. Um... Okay, the last bit, see, I'm trying to make these weekly podcasts a little bit of, like, news, newsy, uh, but without, without any, like, actual pertinent news uh, that you really need to know. There was a Texas Monthly article that I, I felt as a South Indian um, just incredibly... <laughs> uh, I, I, I felt vindicated for my people. Uh, it's, it's in, I think, the latest issue, April 21st, 2022, how okra could clean up our drinking water. So it's all about um, okra, okra essentially being something that can help clean up um, a lot of like tiny plastic fragments in our water. It could be a huge, a huge game changer in our continuing, um, very, very, very bleak fight against climate change and the environment. Uh, and they were, they were basically, um, talking to Rajini Srinivasan, who Rajini, Dr. Rajini, I believe, uh, no, she's a professor. Is a professor a doctor? This is how you know I'm a deeply dumb human. Um, but anyways, let's just say Miss Srinivasan at this point. 
uh, and her team of uh, researchers basically, you know, they're they're leading they're leading the whole um, okra okra can save the world uh, team I guess team okra here in Texas, and uh, she also talked about how how Tamarind also has has some um incredible effects uh which i which i loved a little little um tamarind <laughs> tamarind shout out but uh there's a paragraph here that says Srinivasan, who took a job at tarleton state in 2012 began testing extracts of okra fenugreek shout out fenugreek and tamarind so essentially everything that she had eaten as a child um and it also says here all elements of her regular diet shout out South Indians, uh, to see if they might make for good substitutes for uh, synthetic flocculants. Synthetic flocculants, I'm guessing, has something to do with cleaning up uh, plastics. <laughs> Anyways, look it up. I will have this in, um, in, the, in the link, uh, or what's it called, in the post, and um, it'll be in both descriptions for the Spotify and Substack. But essentially, just shout out Tamarind, y'all. I hope everyone, everyone is um, get making some Tamarind water, getting it iced down, making some Tamarind ice cubes. Because while you're drinking your mercury and retrograde from fruit blood, you know, pop in a couple of Tamarind ice cubes. I don't know if that's going to taste good. I just have a, I have a hunch that I'm going to love boysenberry plus tamarind together. I just know it. I can feel it. I can feel it in in my my lack of wine right now bones. Uh I think that's everything for for this week's podcast. Uh coming up, let's talk about coming up. Coming up a newsletter that is haunting me, that is bullying me. Frankly, uh, it's coming out next week. It's going to be the Rose Chicken newsletter. I promise you it's coming out next week. I can't, I can't deal with this newsletter anymore. Um, hopefully it'll be worth it. If not, keep it to yourself. I'm fragile. Uh, <laughs> and uh, this month, hopefully, we're still trying to figure out a couple, couple scheduling dates, uh, some, some interviews are, are going to be coming up in the pipeline. I think I want to put them both, the ones I'm thinking about, uh, on the weekly podcast. So it'll be available to free subscribers. It'll be able uh, available for um, Spotify subscribers um, because they're going to be some really fun ones for sure. However, however, if you are on the Substack, uh, and if you aren't on the Substack, very easy. Just go ahead and subscribe. It's going to feel so great. Uh, and you want to figure out if a paid subscription is something in your wheelhouse, just try it on for size. I think you can now do a free trial of the Substack for a week. Um, and then after that week, it's $30 a year. Uh, there's different tiers where you can essentially do $5 a month because I totally understand that game. You can do... $30 a year, which is definitely the most economical. There's also a category, which I'm always so thankful whenever someone does this, um, where you can essentially 
choose choose to give a little bit more if if that's just who you are you know you're just you're just slaying in cash everywhere and and you're just buying cases of fruit wine and you're just in a place and you're like you know what we we can do something here uh you can do that as well you uh have those options and let's say let's say you are somebody especially if you are a chef or your line cooking somewhere and you're saying, you know what, right now I just can't do that. Uh, email me, email me and let me know because I would love for, um, everyone, no matter what they can pay to, to be able to, to get as much content as possible. There's a lot of good stuff out there, uh, on this Substack, and the Substack is ever growing with so many more subsections. It's, it's a little wild. Um, and then later, later, I promise we, we're going to be soon announcing some other stuff, which also I'm very excited about. Okay. So, uh, keep your eyes peeled for, um, those couple pieces of content coming out soon. And I will talk to you guys next week. Goodbye.